Thanks for coming tonight. I hope this time together tonight as we uh, as we worship together, as we uh, fellowship together, will bring us back to one thing. A baby in a manger that became the Savior of the world. That's our prayer. And that's what we want to do as we worship tonight. Just stand as we sing together.
ask and have a seat. Sitting on this stage, there's nothing more special than hearing what I hear come back to me. Worship from the heart. You know, we read the Christmas story and we hear about the baby Jesus that's born. And we read of the journey that Joseph had to take and they ended up in a manger, in a cave. If you follow the, the ancient history where, where he was born and you hear of, of Mary's thoughts, but did you ever have you ever wondered
I thought last year was going to be a once-in-a-lifetime weird Christmas. And it kept going. It just keeps going. And, and the stuff that comes around doesn't seem to get any better, does it, at times? Yes. What do you think is your biggest need? In the beginning, God. In the beginning, God. In the beginning, God. Capital G O D. God created the heavens and the earth, and He created a perfect existence where there was no need. No need at all. Everything, every little thing was provided in perfection, in plenty. It was awesome. Then sin. Then sin comes into the world. And since Genesis 3, most Bibles, you're two pages in at best. Since Genesis 3, we've all been born into, grown up in, and lived in a broken, messed up world. Genesis 1 and 2, the world needed nothing. By Genesis 3, a world in need was introduced. Genesis 1 and 2, everything is provided. In Genesis 3, nothing was guaranteed except hard work, pain in childbirth, and death. Doesn't seem like a very pretty picture, does it, at all? And yet that whole time, capital G-O-D, was working, even when mankind couldn't see it. Even in moments when we don't feel it. It's been a horrible, horrible last few weeks in our state. It's been a tragic last couple of days in our community and, and, and people are hurting and brokenhearted and, and and there's so many questions that are being asked everywhere the questions that start with why why because we're a world desperately desperately in need see that capital g-o-d god knows our needs See, while, while parts, while parts of our economy seem to be spectacular, stock market is still going up and to the right. There are, there are still global economists that think we're one or two bad moves away from chaotic collapse. The curve of inflation could skyrocket faster than the sky, than the stock market has ever dreamed about. The world doesn't want any form of entertainment. Uh, unless it's outrageously corrupt, immoral, vulgar, risque, add whatever adjectives you want, and always far too expensive. And we call it entertainment. The, the political climate of the world is a disaster. An absolute disaster. There is not a single country on the planet that is truly following God. Not even the one that was founded on being one nation under God has lost sight of the principles that that nation was founded on. Our current political parties are going to destroy all of us because they've lost sight of God. Our world has been rallied into absolute terror in many cases on the medical front. Because of not knowing who to believe about viruses and vaccines and masks and antibodies and best medical procedures. We are a world desperately in need. But in the middle of that, no, not in the middle of it. In the beginning before all of that, 
In the very beginning, God. See, we've got to focus on those first four words that are recorded in Scripture. And I think it's amazing that regardless of the translation, almost every single translation that is out there starts off that way. In the beginning, God. It's foundational to everything. We've got to have a belief and an understanding that before anything was, is, or ever will be, God. He spoke it into existence. And while we're a people of free choice and free will, He being an omnipotent God knows, an omniscient God knows what's going to happen. See, in the beginning, if God had perceived that our greatest need was going to be economic, he would have sent an economist. If he had perceived our greatest need was entertainment, he would have sent a comedian or an artist. If God had perceived our greatest need was political stability, he would have sent us a politician. If he had perceived that our greatest need was health, he would have sent us a doctor. But he perceived that our greatest need was a result of our sin, our individual sin. And so because that, we were alienated from him. There was a profound rebellion. We were destined to die because of sin. And so because of that, he sent a Savior. Let that... Let that sink into your pores a little bit. Shortly after, shortly after sin and into the world. In fact, some claim it was as early as Genesis 3, the, the last part of Genesis 3, when God is speaking to Satan about how upset he is because of bringing sin in the world, and he says he's going to cause this division between him and woman, and that from woman will come the one that will step on Satan's head. And that one was a savior Uh, born of woman not just any woman a virgin out of the line of abraham and isaac and jacob and david and he would be called emmanuel and he would spend a season in egypt and all those things were prophesied and all those things happened and there would be a messenger that would prepare the way and yet his own people would reject him we were a world in desperate need. And God knew our need. And, and so we come to Christmas Eve 2021 with all the things that have happened uh, with the pandemic in the last two years, with, with the tragedy that, that happened in our state two weeks ago, and with the tragedy in our own community two nights ago. God knows the needs. I don't know about you, but it's the only way I can get through when I don't know answers. When people are texting in the middle of the night and calling and 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 don't know answers. The only answer is God knows. Our needs. In the beginning, God. Not in the beginning, some church with a light up sign out front. Not in the beginning, God setting up just a group of people. No, in the beginning, God. And in the end, God. And that's really all that matters. But what we've got to figure out is the middle. Because we're living in the middle. We're, we're living in the middle, and what would it look like if we could, as a, as a, as a world, no, what would it look like if just each one of us would say, in the middle, for me, is God. You see, that omnipresent, omnipotent, omniscient, God knew just what we needed. Our need was a Savior. So when Jesus was born, the angels made this announcement. 
For unto you, you ready? Here's good news. Unto you, unto you, shepherds, unto you, people in Bethlehem that don't even know what's happening in your backyard. Unto you, people all over Judah. Unto you, people all throughout the Middle East. Unto you, people who haven't yet been born. Unto you, people in Shelbyville, Kentucky in 2021. Unto you is born a Savior. A Savior. And His name is Jesus. He's from the city of David. Jesus Christ the Lord. You see, I remember, I remember when I was in school. I, I kind of hated English in school. Kind of weird that I make, put words together today. But anyway, I hated it in school. But the one part of English in school I like, I love diagramming sentences. I love drawing the lines. And, and, and I remember in 10th grade English learning, and, and I could, I can, I can diagram that sentence because I know that in that sentence, the subject is one word. It's Savior. Is born a Savior. A Savior. Listen to that, guys. A Savior. That's our greatest need. And in the beginning, God knew because He's an omniscient God. That our greatest need would be a savior. After the Civil War ravaged our country, this was written, these words written by a Confederate soldier were found. He wrote, I asked God for strength that I might achieve. I was made weak that I might learn humbly to obey. I asked for health that I might do great things. I was given infirmity that I might do better things. I was asked for riches that I might be happy. I was given poverty that I might be wise. I asked for power that I might have the praise of men. I was given weakness that I might feel the need of God. I asked for all things that I might enjoy life. And I was given life that I might enjoy all things. I got nothing I asked for. But everything that I hoped for, almost despite myself, my unspoken prayers were answered. And I, among men, am most richly blessed. I hope that I hope that you can leave here today knowing Jesus Christ as your Savior. You wouldn't be here tonight if you didn't know Him as a great man. People who doesn't don't believe that Jesus was somebody special don't take time out of their afternoon to come to a worship service. Unfortunately, I think there are people worshiping all around the world today that still don't know Him as Savior and still haven't surrendered to Him as Lord. Those are, those are big decisions. Those are put on your big boy pants and pull them up tight. This is a tough decision because what you need more than anything else. In fact, if the last couple of weeks haven't shown us anything of not knowing not knowing from day to day what's going to happen, the biggest need we all have is a Savior. To know that it's all going to be okay. Not, not because of which school you cheer for or, or what you believe about this or that thing that's going on. No, it's all going to be okay because of a Savior. Because in the beginning, God, chose to give us life and he'll sustain it and he sustained it ultimately by on that day in the city of david a savior was born christmas eve is such a cool time for us because in addition to worshiping that savior we get to commune with that savior we get to, along with the body of believers, 
we get to share a very special meal. And I know many of you have either already had or in this early service, probably a lot of you are getting ready to leave here and go to a special dinner, a special meal. If not tonight, tomorrow. And it's 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 a great time to be with family. But we're getting ready to partake of the most awesome meal that there is. See, each year at communion, and we pray, and then we give you time to go to the communion stations, which are six of them around the room. And, and if you haven't been worshiping with us on a regular basis, they're in the trays, and they're double cupped. So you just reach in and grab a stack of cups, and the bottom one has a piece of bread in it, and the top one has some juice to rem- for us to be able to partake together to remember a Savior. A Savior that came, that left the throne room of heaven and came into that messed up world so that it didn't have to be messed up anymore. So there could be hope. Hope found in His name. And so we're going to partake of that time together. It's interesting that it started as a Passover feast. When, when the death angel was going to come and they wiped the blood of the lamb over the door frames to, to, to save the firstborn child. And it moved from there all the way to where the only child of God, the only son of God, would come as the sacrificial lamb for all mankind. And that's what this meal represents. So also tonight, while we partake of that, you'll have a chance. And some of you come prepared to do that. Some of you may have not. Every year at the Christmas Eve week in services, um, we take what we call our together offering. Uh, there's red envelopes on all the communion tables. And what, what our hope is, is that we would be able to, through the, the end of year gifts to the together offering, we'd be able to fund the majority of our missions, outreach, and benevolence. For the coming year. And we've this week tapped into some of that as we've helped people in western Kentucky that lost a lot. And that we've been partnering. Those of you who worship with us on a regular basis have seen all the videos over the last few weeks of people we partner with. And so we, you know, for that to happen, it's a big ask. It's a big goal. It's it's well over $200,000 for a year to do all that. Uh, the good news is that we're already right at just under maybe the $40,000 mark in gifts that have already come in ahead of time. Um, and so just if you feel led and feel like this is a part of the way we can celebrate Christmas as a family, is we'll give a gift that helps make Jesus famous around the world. You can use the red envelopes and you, you can drop it in the offering boxes or in the buckets. Everything that comes in tonight is going to go to that together initiative and, and we're just use that to make a difference around the world. And then as you leave the communion stations, if you didn't already get one of the candles, grab one of the candles and we'll light the candles together as we finish off our time together today. But right now, let's bow our heads and let's just I'm going to give you a few, just a few moments of silence to think about the things that you're thankful for a little bit more than the things that you think you need. And then to think about how much you need a Savior. Father, we we tend to have lists this time of year. We even encourage it with our kids and our grandkids. Give us your Christmas list. What are the things that you want? And it's fun to be able to mark things off those lists and to be able to share resources and, and, and blessings in that way. God, when we think about the things that we need there's only one thing at the top of everybody's list 
we all need a Savior. And this Christmas and every Christmas, we worship that gift of the Savior of the world. Thank you that in the midst of our sin, you chose to give us Jesus. Help us to be able to focus on him as we receive by communing together. And as we give, give in a way that through this local body of believers, we can do our part to make Jesus famous throughout the entire world so that people might know that from the beginning you have been you still are and you you will forever be God a God that loves us draw people to you in the powerful name of Jesus we pray Amen As the music plays and they sing, uh, you can make your way to communion stations, uh, receive communion, give offering, and pick up a candle.
The stars are brightly shining. It is a night of a dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining till he
thank you all enough for being here hope it's been a special night a special way to maybe begin celebration with your family today uh, if there's something going on and you need to talk to someone several of our staff are around we'll be hanging around for a while and in fact we've got two more services today uh, but we encourage you be careful celebrate with family and remember your biggest need is for a savior Make sure and get it right with him. We'll have all three of our regular services Sunday. Until then, love God, love people. Let's go change the world. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.